0: Check this out, Joe, this is me, DMC, and the place to be. And the
1: place for you to always be at all times, 250,000 days, a million plus billion in a year, is
0: Nerd Nerdthusias. Nerdthusiast is the place to be. Taken from me. I know a lot about places to be. And while you're there, like and subscribe. Run. Welcome to the Enthusiast Gaming Podcast, where today we're going to be discussing 20 years of the OG Xbox.
1: 20 years. Before
0: we get into that, we are going to have a little bit of housekeeping, but first, Wes, how are you, sir?
1: I'm good, my friend. I'm good. I see you all decked out in your Xbox gear.
0: Oh, yeah, man. I'm ready to rock. Love me some Xbox. We're going to talk all about it. You guys can follow him over on instagram what's your instagram Wes?
1: instagram is at grendel 5 xpx there you go if you guys want to follow me it's at from nj to ca put a graphic up on there
0: if you're checking us out on youtube also you want to follow the company at nerdthusiast you can follow us on facebook instagram tiktok twitter youtube all of those things we definitely appreciate support over on patreon as well patreon.com slash nerdthusiast you guys can Donate just as, as little as a dollar a month to help us out, just like Bernardo did. Shout out to Bernardo for supporting us this
1: month. Thank you, Bernardo. Much appreciated.
0: Absolutely. Also, you guys can get exclusive videos each month from all of our creators. We have different uh, people putting up different videos each month. So if you guys want to get uh, access to that, it's at the $5 tier there as well. But if you can't support us over on Patreon, you can still support us in other ways. You can provide us with a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can give us a thumbs up in YouTube videos, drop comments. All of those things would really, really help us out, and we would greatly appreciate it. Now, it's time for a poll topic. Wes, what are some pet peeves you have about other gamers?
1: My pet peeve about other gamers are the ones that stay in character when they leave the house. Don't come into the store, still in your character, whatever game you're playing. What? Yet, no. Do not. I have no time for it. I've worked in video game stores, not as long as you have, but for for quite a long time. I don't think I've ever seen that. You've seen that before? What? When World of Warcraft was huge? And the new expansions come out. Oh my goodness! Man. Yes, I I couldn't couldn't deal with it. <laughs> oh,
0: that would be terrible. I don't think I ever encountered one of these people. Oh, I don't know that I'd be able to help them. I probably just ask them Louis, Like, look, man, do you want this or not? I got
1: things to do. I know. Talk like regular English, not in that old English. You know, it. uh oh, couldn't couldn't deal with it. Couldn't deal with it. Man. What about you? Well, mine's a little bit different. So
0: uh, convention season is back. We're used to being around people again somewhat, whether we're wearing masks or not. But it doesn't matter if you're wearing a mask because you can still smell the stank, ant- stank, stank people who either <laughs> don't shower or don't use deodorant. And you better be doing both. You go out to these conventions, you need to do everybody around you a favor. and, and it And if you know you're prone to perspiring, You need to put some deodorant in a backpack and keep it with you at all times. That's what you need to do.
1: Yes, please.
0: (laughs) Keep it respectful. Nobody wants to stand next to you in line when you smell like a trash can. Just remember that. (laughs) Now we're going to start out at the very beginning. November 15th, 2001. Microsoft releases the original Xbox. Wes, bring me back to that time. What was the vibe? What was the feelings around this console at or just before
1: release? Ooh, I was at I was at EB at the time, and uh, it took a minute because you know we were used to at the time we were used to Sony, we were used to Nintendo. You know, uh, we had the Dreamcast, so we were we were loving game, video game life. And then with we the big
0: three, Sega, Nintendo, and three. PlayStation.
1: Even though unfortunately that was Sega's last, it was they were still the big three. And then we hear Microsoft is going to release a game system. Hmm. Interesting. You know, it uh we we kind of, as gamers, we were curious uh to see what Microsoft was gonna to bring to the table. Everybody was a lot was skeptical, including myself. You know, we would have we had when Video game magazines were a thing. We had Next Generation Mag, you know, showing pictures. We had EGM showing pictures and Die Hard Game Magazine showing pictures and the pictures look great. But we were like, it's just gonna be a computer for your television. Who wants that? Until I got my hands on a controller (laughs) and it all changed. (laughs)
0: So when was the first time you got the experience, the original Xbox?
1: It was E3. It was E3
0: 2001. 2001. Yeah. It it had to have been because it came out in November so they wouldn't wouldn't have shown
1: it off to the world a year early, a few months early, sure. Yeah, I believe it was 2001. uh, Went to E3 in LA and they showed us Halo. They showed us Blood wake, which was the blood uh, the, the boat game. and just seeing the water physics was very impressive. Um, they showed us Dark Summit. They, they showed us a few a few games. Halo, Halo, Halo looked okay, but Halo still looked like a PC game. And that was the one they were really banking on, but still, it it looked good. And the games they showed us on display looked good. And then a couple months later, Microsoft invited EB employees to go to Dave and Buster's to get a first hands-on on the Xbox launch titles. And when I got a hold of Dead or Alive 3, that was it. I was, I was sold. I, I couldn't believe what I was playing. I couldn't believe what I was seeing graphically. They showed Halo again. And Halo looked a hundred times better than it did a couple months prior. Oh, wow. At that point, the excitement started to build for me. And I hyped it up to every customer that I saw coming into in my store. Um, and then pre-order started to roll because I was sold. I was, I was, I was done. That's awesome, I was man. Thoroughly impressed hey microsoft did it i'm like microsoft changed a lot of people's minds from okay this is just a computer for my television to okay this is a, a legit gaming console
0: i don't remember what happened with me at that time was, I, I remember this would have been around the the playstation 2 would have came in out came out a year prior right it came out in like 2000 was that right for ps2 mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I believe so. Yeah, because
0: Dreamcast came out in 99. So PlayStation had to come out in 2000. And that's really what was, you know, Mm -hmm. one of the final nails in the coffin for the
1: Dreamcast. And GameCube was was already out or coming out?
0: I want to say that GameCube came
1: out closer to...
0: uh, It was either either 2000 or 2001. I feel like it was 2001. I think it was like right before Xbox. So maybe I'm wrong about that. I'm not sure.
1: Okay, we got to check our facts on that.
0: We definitely do. Now at this time I had already had a PlayStation and it had a DVD player. And uh, my Dreamcast wasn't, I'll be honest, my Dreamcast really wasn't getting a whole lot of love. I was all about my PS2 at that time. And I had pre-orders for Xbox and GameCube. And this was one of the times where I almost walked away from video games. I was like, Well, I'll just play my PlayStation, I'll just become like like a casual gamer again. I'll just I'll just play my PlayStation, nothing else. So I canceled my pre-orders for Xbox. I canceled my pre-orders for GameCube. Oof. oh, And I didn't buy either one of them on the first day. And, you know, some time went by and I started reading more about Xbox. I'm like, oh, man, I really want to get one of these. Same thing with GameCube. And eventually something came, something happened with both of those systems. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, for GameCube, I really don't remember. It was probably like, you know, seeing like Mario Sunshine or something. I don't know what the hell it was, but something brought me back to GameCube. And with Xbox, it was really like a a buildup, you know, of reading all these interviews and stuff from people that actually got hands-on experience with it. These people talking it up that I trusted, you know, from different magazines and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I need need to get an Xbox. And this was probably a few months after it came out. Like, I was super stoked. After I'd already given up my pre-order, I had to go get one. Luckily, like, the Xbox really, it wasn't a challenge to get at that time. I was able to just walk into a store, Mm -hmm. pick one up. I want to say I got it probably somewhere between six months to a year after it came out. One of the Max Payne's game was, games was coming out. I don't know if it was the first one or second one. I really don't remember.
1: It was probably the first one.
0: It probably was. And that was, like, the first thing I played on it was Max Payne. I played that before I played Halo. And Halo I ended up playing later on. But just the hype alone from, like, all the like the reviewers and stuff, this is why – influencers today get free stuff is because, you know, you find somebody you trust and then all of a sudden you're interested in something you thought you wouldn't be interested in.
1: Man, I, uh, I was, I was so excited to get my hands on my very own Xbox you know, on launch day. Like I said, because it, it took me, they, ha- it took me a while to for them to win me over. And, and when they did, they hadn't. And, and I, that was it. That was it. And and I was never disappointed from day one.
0: A question I have for you about that. So you, you picked this up on launch day. You were hyped. Launch day. You were working yes. in the store then, right? You were working at EB? Yes, sir. Which games did you pick up on launch day?
1: Do you remember? <laughs> I do. I picked up just about every launch title except a one or two.
0: Except for Halo.
1: Just i not picked up <laughs> Halo. <laughs> that was like that. Was number two on my list. Dead or Alive, Dead or Alive 3 was number one. Halo. I picked up Oddworld. I picked up I think Azuric. I want to say that might have been a launch title. Fusion Frenzy. Nice. I picked up uh, there was uh, Dark Summit. I picked up Blood Wake, I think was a launch title I picked up. Yeah, one was a launch title for sure. I, I, I picked up quite a few launch titles, except like I said, I was there was maybe one or two that I did not. But yeah, it, it, I worked with Justin. Justin was a part timer uh, who loved video games that I hired, and and he talked me into buying, which wasn't very hard. Just about every launch title because <laughs> he was buying every launch title.
0: Oh yeah, he was super stoked about games. Uh, I worked with Justin also, and like he got like, I won't say that he got everything that came out, but he got a lot, man. He was like all about it all the time. You know, not not that I didn't buy a lot of games, I did too. I think I was a little bit more selective than both of you for sure. But I can't imagine the two of you working together. You probably just egged on each other to buy more stuff constantly,
1: constantly, constantly. <laughs> and, and then we had and then we had Big Greg you know, who was another one that, that bought a lot of stuff. So it was just, I was like stuck in the middle and it was like a lose-lose because I had- <laughs> Somebody's I had, always you, making you buy something. Always making me buy something. You have to buy this. You have to buy this. Like, I don't want to, but you have to buy it. It's good. I'm like, okay, fine.
0: <laughs> so now, yeah, no, I,
1: thing, I bought, yeah, a bunch of launch titles.
0: One thing that really stuck with me with the console is its controller. And I don't mean the S controller, which came out later. I mean the Duke the Duke was what I started playing with. I, I played through Max Payne with the Duke. And the second game that I remember playing was Halo, which that took up I started playing that in like the beginning of a summer. And basically, mm-hmm. I played that for like three months. I just didn't stop playing that game. I played the hell out of that game. Mm-hmm. But I played that whole game with the Duke controller. And then I think that fall after that, after my summer with it, whichever summer that was, because I don't know, I don't remember which one. Then they started releasing the S controller. And I remember getting it and being like, oh, well, this is nice. It's a little smaller, but like I'm really used to this Duke controller now. So I think I I kept playing with that for like a while and eventually switched over to the S. But like I really like that Duke controller. I don't know why everybody had problems with it. It's not that big.
1: The Duke, man, yeah, that that was the controller it came with. And and that's what I got used to. I, I don't have big hands. And, yeah, the controller was a little big the first time you started to use it. But after playing you know, Halo f- to completion and, 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 and using that controller for so long, I got used to it. And then it felt awkward for me to go to the S controller, to the smaller one. Yeah, it did and feel then, awkward at first. And that was the one that everybody kind of gravitated towards because everybody hated the big controller. You know, to this day, my Xbox, when I hook my Xbox up, I, I have the Duke. <laughs> I have that big <laughs> controller. I feel bad because my Duke's
0: back. I, I live in California now, for those of you who don't know. My, my Duke is back in New Jersey, which is where I grew up. So out here, all I have are the S controllers. So I'm like, I'm playing with them. And I'm just like, ah, oh, man, I kind of miss, miss the Duke, man. <laughs> it had They're, some weight to it. They just announced it day, too. They are re-releasing the Duke again. This will be the second re-release for uh, the Xbox Series X and S. Really? Yeah, there's uh they're all limited edition ones. There's a black, white, and a purple one. They're they're I think you can print them now on like Amazon and stuff. I may have to buy that. Yeah, <laughs> man. Get your Duke on. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only downfall is they're wired. If they were wireless, I would be like all over that. But true. true. It's true. 2021, man. I ain't trying to play with the cable unless I really got them. You know, granted, all right, that's a lot because I play retro games and I use cables for some of them, but like even like my my I got like a like, a, like a, an analog SNES mm-hmm. and that <clears throat> I have a wireless controller for that. So even those games, I have wireless controllers for at this point. It's like, come on,
1: man. Can't you make your Duke wireless? But you're talking about a wired controller. I got to give all props to Microsoft on that. Yo, the Duke had a breakaway cable. Come on, man.
0: Yo, so that people that
1: was that was, uh, it, that was genius. It so was for people, genius, except yes. when you
0: worked at a video game store and people traded that shit in, and they didn't have the, <laughs> the top part like, hey man, I can't take your controller with the top part missing. Nobody can use your controller without it.
1: That's true. But oh, that was great. It was great. You know, for those who had kids that were running back and forth, you know, tripping on and, and you know, tripping on the wires. At least your controller stayed intact and you know, the wires it you knocked broke away down the and- system. Oh, man. Ingenious. Thank very you, smart. Microsoft. <laughs> very smart. But yes, no, that was the worst when people trade him in. It's like, yo, where's the top part?
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: And the cables were super long, too.
0: They were I long. Like that. that was very nice, man. I like that, that. Long cable was great. The game I was really looking forward to was Malice, which I don't know if you guys ah, yeah. have ever seen this. Yeah. And Malice was a platformer and the the band, no doubt, was supposed to be, like, in the game. Like, the, the main character was played by Gwen Stefani. And I was, like, all about this. I love, I love platformers still to this day. And I was like, this is this game looks amazing. Didn't come out for, like, years. It got delayed. It was, like, in development hell. Nobody mm-hmm. thought this game was ever going to come out. And then it just, like, you know, like, a week before it came out, I was like, oh, it's coming out next week. Like, what? Like, and then it, it just randomly came out and it was not good i rem-
1: I remember that screenshot you know it it made it look so good it made it like you were looking at a pixar movie frame it was it it it, it was like all shadowed and oh i i remember it and she's like the main character standing there holding the big hammer the big hammer yep 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 I yeah that game that
0: picture you guys might look at it now and like, what the hell? But at the time, everybody was interested in that game. Like, that game sold me on an Xbox because it ended up – it was supposed to be an Xbox exclusive. I don't know if it – I think it ended up coming out on, like, PS2 or something, like, later on. But it was supposed to be an Xbox exclusive title from the beginning. But, yeah, that was, that was a big reason why I wanted an Xbox. But now that we're getting into some more of the games, let's talk about the highlights of the Xbox system's library. Wes, what's first on your list for
1: that? Oh, man, we got a lot. We got a lot of highlights. Oh, there's 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 tons. Ooh, we got a lot of highlights. Uh well, you mentioned Max Payne. Max Payne was great, but Max Payne, well, let me rephrase that. That was at that was a couple years after the Matrix. The Matrix was like still super popular, you know, the whole bullet time technology, which they translated into Max Payne. Max Payne was great. And then that whole bullet time for Max Payne. It trickled into other games such as Dead to Rights. Dead, Dead to Rights—that I saw the trailer for the Dead to Rights. I saw, you know, I kept reading all the magazines and the previews, and and knowing that they use bullet time. Granted, all these are gimmicks that we got suckered into. But Dead, Dead to Rights with me is my one of my highlights of the Xbox system. The first one—I know there were two—but the first one. And you had your dog or your wolf. That you used and and you can control them it it reminded me of shinobi shadow dancer because he had a wolf in that and you'd send him out and he'd attack the enemies and stuff like that but dead to rights is great dead to rights was great
0: no no it's not (laughs) so (laughs) i'm gonna try to find this for you guys I, i i saw it recently like i was when I worked at a game store, even before then, I would, I would keep my receipts to like everything. What I would do is I would just throw them inside of the box. I don't know why I would. I just, I just did it. But during one period of time, very small window of time, probably a few years, you could return open games within like a week to, uh, I think it was Babbage's at the time. And I was very excited for Dead to Rights also. I bought into all the hype, watched all the videos. Like, oh my God, I can't wait for Dead to Rights. That game was terrible. Oh, terrible. Uh. I think I played it for an hour <laughs> and I just drove back to the store and returned it. And I think I have that return receipt in one of my games that I have here. I'll try to find mm. it for you guys and show you how old this receipt is. But I kept it because it was like this was like the only time I ever used that policy. I never return games. You know, I, I barely ever traded in any games. But that was one game where I was like, this is truly awful. I spent $50 on this garbage. <laughs> oh,
1: my goodness. And brought it back
0: that? to the store like an hour later.
1: Okay, what, what made it garbage to you? I couldn't even tell you at this point. I think
0: I liked it because it was like a Max Payne clone, and I was just like, That's I didn't exactly. like the you know, It probably, knowing me, it probably, had nothing, at that time I was younger. I didn't give a shit about the story. Didn't care about a story, whatever there was probably something fundamentally wrong with the gameplay that really irritated me. It had to do with the controls, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. The controls, it took a minute to get used to because you had to shoot, you had to look, you had one that controlled the dog, you had your bullet time.
0: I played Max Payne just fine. Just fine. Oh, Not man. this game.
1: Dead to rights. Oh man. I just, that, that hurt, man. It's like you punched he- me in the stomach. You know what it
0: probably was kind of like uh, when the first time I played uh, Shadow of the Colossus was on PS2. Mm-hmm. Those controls are straight garbage. What an awful, awful experience that game was. That was a masterpiece. It is now that I was able to play it on PlayStation <laughs> 4 after they remastered it twice. <laughs> they, had to, they had to redo the game two times for me to be able to finally play the game. And even those controls I had to get used to, but at least it was playable. The one that came out on PS4 is playable. You go back and play that PS2 one. Oh man, what mm-hmm. a trash fire. Those controls oh. were awful.
1: Man, dead to right. That was that was one of my highlights. I I remember like we got tons of pre-orders. Oh yeah. I, it was marketed I, I, very well. Oh yeah. It, I was I was hyped. I and I was hyping up my customers and they all loved it. Except you.
0: <laughs> no. I mean, I tried <laughs> to like it. I was very excited. I got day one, brought it home, poop, returned it. It was great having that as an option at that time, too. Because like I said, that that was something I didn't do very often. Okay. But one that I was really looking forward to that did not disappoint
1: Mm -hmm. is Ninja Gaiden. I agree. Man, that
0: game was hard as hell, but it was so, so good.
1: So good. So good. It looked good. It played good. To this day, it's
0: probably still the best action game on an Xbox, like, on an original Xbox. I can't think of anything better action-wise.
1: Mm-mm. It was that was that was my game of the year when that came out. Hands oh, down. for sure, hands down. You know the 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 play mechanics, the wall running. It was, and it was Tecmo, and I, it got delayed a couple times, and and Tecmo being a perfectionist you know just they would delay it and they would not release it until it was right and i'm so glad they did because what we got was a masterpiece
0: yeah i mean the, the game was like really hard but it was really fair like you know every time you died in that game you knew you messed up it was on you it wasn't like Oh, they cheated! It wasn't like the old Ninja Gaiden games, where like you had to figure out the the ridiculous things and like respawns, the damn birds coming at you over and over again. It wasn't like that. It was way more fair, and it was it was probably just as hard, if not harder, than the original.
1: And with the weapons, the you got the different weapons other than your sword, and oh man, Ninja Gaiden, Uh, and then and then we got, I guess, the quote unquote director's cut, Ninja Gaiden Black.
0: Oh yeah. Had that like added, uh, like extra features and stuff extra, in it.
1: Yep, a little bit more content. They didn't, they didn't turn the difficulty down. I was like, oh, it's still hard, it's not harder. No doubt. That was great. That was great. Uh another highlight we got Splinter Cell. Man. Splinter
0: Cell was fantastic.
1: Yes, it was. This was a yes, this was a
0: groundbreaking was. game on the Xbox. Like it, it was like this is why you needed an Xbox. Like it was one of those games.
1: It was a system seller outside of Halo, but yes, Splinter Cell was a system seller. I remember one of my EB conventions and Ubisoft was there and they did a playthrough and it was just, I remember the, I think it was a jail or prison and he was hiding in the shadows on the ceiling You know, he put in his goggles on for night vision. It was all about stealth. All about Shooting out the light bulbs. Oh, we we thought Metal Gear was great. Splinter Cell was great. Yeah, it was.
0: It's ironic now that, you know, in 2021, Ubisoft's about to bring it back because they don't know what the hell else to do with themselves because they keep putting out these garbage open world, you know, trying to make, like, a Battle Royale-type game or getting all these people involved online. Dude, just Ugh. make your single-player games again. Like, that's, Far Cry that's all I still want. selling well. Why can't you do that to Splinter Cell? Now, now they're like, oh, we're going to make a Splinter Cell game. We're going to make it happy Yeah? Let's see if it's a single-player-only game. And if, if it does have <laughs> anything, it can have co-op. That's it. That's it. I
1: don't want to see no multiplayer in this game. Yeah, because I think it was the third one, Pandora Tomorrow. Or was it Chaos Theory? One of those that Chaos they Theory added, was three,
0: Pandora Tomorrow was two.
1: Was two that they added the multiplayer.
0: They added like the, it initially in Pandora Tomorrow, and they probably like perfected that in
1: Chaos Theory. It was man. uh
0: spies and mercs.
1: Yes, yes, it was. You know, and unfortunately, they the series stayed good, not as good as, as I don't know. It it changed. It changed. It it went because this I remember seeing the first one and playing the first one for the first time experiencing that it was like oh my goodness and then as they kept making them it's like okay okay we kind of did this already Uh, okay we kind of did this already
0: yeah i haven't i haven't played the newer ones like i haven't played blacklist or conviction i've only played those like those first three games and even by chaos theory which was a good game Mm -hmm. it was like all right like you need to give these series a breaks like a break for a while you can't just keep putting stuff out you're just gonna like kill the market like look what they did with poor rock band and guitar hero you know yeah. putting out like 17 of those a year like dude can you just like make this something special instead of putting a new one out every three months like, come uh, exactly
1: on. oh man yeah i think conviction was it, it kind of changed it and at the time i think 24 was like super popular the show 24 mm-hmm. and it, it it felt like 24. it felt like a a an episode of Twenty Four, if you've ever seen the show, so it I've never seen from, the
0: show, but I heard it was excellent.
1: It's one of the best shows ever, but it, it played like like an episode of that. It, it got away from the stealth and and the gadgets, and it what made Splinter Cell fantastic. It, it kind of deviated from that to try to reinvigorate the series. I missed the first one.
0: <laughs> oh, without a doubt. I mean, yeah. I like all of them. First one definitely was the highlight for sure because it was there was nothing like that at the time. We are going to just give a quick mention because we already talked about these for a few minutes earlier. Is Dead or Alive and Halo one and two? Mm-hmm. Those are like if you have an Xbox, you have to have those system. you have to have those on your system. Dead or Live 3 is one of the best fighting games, if not the best one on the system. Mm-hmm. And Halo One and Two are the reason you bought bought an Xbox to begin with. Like you have to it, have
1: it, them. It, Halo. I mean Halo one and two, it's all we gotta say. It's just the first time you back then running through Halo and experiencing the flood for the very first time. Oh man. That's probably one of the most memorable scenes in, in video game history.
0: Yeah. And like, like for me, I really love shooters. And I and I talked about this a couple times before and like the, the defining moments for me for shooters was golden eye on N64. Like I can't believe this is playing so well on a console. This is like fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then you got Halo and it's like, no, this is like even better. Like this is, this is how it should be. And ever since then, yes, it has evolved over time, but still like you can still go back and play Halo One and be like, all right, yeah, this this still feels pretty good.
1: You know? Oh, I bought the Master Chief Collection when it came out and 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 ran through it again. Definitely. It was still good.
0: I gotta go back and play those. It's been it's been far too long. Far too long for those excellent, excellent games. There's a, there's another game that I know you bought because you're crazy. <laughs> we a genius because this is hard to find now and that's steel battalion so i'm gonna let you speak about steel battalion since i've never experienced it before this is a a game from capcom that had mm-hmm. a giant mech controller and you play inside mm-hmm. of a mech so tell me what that was like
1: yeah oh man we, we i think we we definitely spoke about this on another another podcast another video uh steel battalion was a mech game that you pilot you were able to pilot a giant mech but the Gimmick was it came with a giant three-sectioned 40-button controller that also came with foot pedals and an eject button. So the eject it, button was so cool. It had, <laughs> yeah, it, it was under a red button, it was under a cap, and you had to flick the cap, hit the eject button. Um, uh, because if you did not eject before your mech exploded, you had to start all over. Yep. Uh it was It was very original it was very different it was you know it gave you the experience that you were literally driving a mech and it was uh so many buttons it it, you had to literally turn on your mech from the beginning you had to turn on all your weapons all your instrumentation your heads-up display it had a windshield wiper button um, (laughs) because when you're in the battlefield you know, you had dirt and stuff on, the, on your windshield, so you had to wash it. You had a cooler. If, if your gun's overheated, you could had to cool them down. It, 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 a button for anything you could think of. It was so hard. It was so hard. I think I only got to, like, maybe the th- fourth or fifth level, but, man, it was fun getting there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I bet you probably spent a lot of time with like, so a there. manual yeah. and stuff, and trying to figure out like what all the buttons did, and trying to remember which button did which. That must have been a pain in the butt. It
1: it was, it was. But you know, we don't who reads instructions. <laughs> we I just jumped in and just it was trial by fire, man. Hey, it it took me like a half. It took me a half an hour just to get out of the garage because you know <laughs> I got in and and it wouldn't move, and I had to figure out how to move and. And, you know, you had to turn on certain buttons to actually make him make the weapons go and turn the engine on. and But it was, oh, man, Steel Battalion, if if you ever have an opportunity to find one, it's probably super expensive. It's worth it. It's worth it. Just to say, just for the experience, it was it was worth it.
0: Yeah, I I wish I had one today just because it's such a cool, unique thing. But they were just so big; it took up so much space, and it was just like, "It's big. It's, I don't have the room for this in my room." Like, and it was like a few hundred dollars. I was like, "I don't feel like you know dropping a few hundred bucks on this thing." But in retrospect, it's probably worth more than what it originally came out for today.
1: No, definitely. Um, I think last time I checked, Game Eye, best app ever. Uh, I want to say it was like six hundred, like six fifty or something like that. It was going for complete in box.
0: What did it retail for? Was it like two or three hundred, something like that?
1: Three hundred bucks.
0: Three hundred. Yeah. So bucks. It's like double what it's worth.
1: Mm-hmm. But it was big, man. You definitely needed a table because the controller, like I said, was in three sections.
0: And it had foot and, pedals and it had foot pedals <laughs> yeah.
1: and it had a gear shifter to change your gears. Um, and you had two two joysticks, two flight sticks. It was. Yeah. It was an experience.
0: Another experience in the console that was unique to Xbox, at least for that time, was Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Now, there Ooh. were two games in the series. There's one and two. I've never played number two. I heard it wasn't as good as the first one, but I did play the first one. This is my first time really trying to play uh, a turn-based RPG. Maybe not my very first time. I, I played Final Fantasy VII when you know that came out before. So this is probably like my third or you know, second or third time. Maybe fourth, who the hell knows? Trying to play a turn-based RPG. I, I love Star Wars, so I was like trying to get into it. I still couldn't play the damn game. I can't play turn-based RPGs to this day.
1: Oh my goodness. Knights of the Old Republic or Kotor is, is how it's referred, is was amazing.
0: I know but it looked amazing. I really oh, wanted to man. play it, but I just couldn't get past the damn turn-based
1: stuff. It was, it was a star wars rpg man it was the story was was top notch the story was top notch you know and and the ending like the twists the story plots it was you know customizing your your lightsaber it was knights of the old republic is on just about every gamer's list as one of the top rpgs of all time second one not so much because all the surprises kind of all happened in the first one. So the second one, you're kind of going into it like, eh, okay. But no, number one, definitely.
0: Yeah. If you add an Xbox, that was something you wanted to get without a doubt, especially for a long time. It was only on there. Now I think you can get on like PCs and tablets and they're about to remaster it and and release it on like current day stuff as well.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I heard they're, they're releasing it again. Like a yeah, maybe they uh,
0: maybe they won't make it turn based this time. That'd be cool.
1: It was it was pseudo turn based. I mean, you still ran around, but yeah, you did. But... Yeah, yeah. So, oh man, so everybody knows that I love fighting games, and because I, I mentioned it several times. Another highlight on the Xbox for me was Soul Calibur. Man, Soul Calibur two. I love. All the Soul Caliber games. Oh, yeah. I, uh, mean, I mean, they're all
0: fantastic, but one and two were like, you know,
1: because we had one already released on the Dreamcast, and it was phenomenal. And then we got the Xbox, a more powerful system. Soul Caliber was great. And that was the time that there were technically three different versions of Soul Caliber. Yes, there were. Yeah, they got each console got an exclusive character. You had Spawn for the Xbox. You had Link on the GameCube, and you had Hayachi from Tekken on the PlayStation Two. So let's talk about that for just a quick second. Mm-hmm. Now, which
0: one? But let's guess for each other. Let's do that. What? Which? What version do you think I bought?
1: You bought the GameCube version. You're
0: damn right. <laughs> Come on, man. Link, get the hell out of here. Now, I don't, I don't know Wes like, as well as I used to. I, I do know Wes pretty good from back in the day. And if I had to guess, Wes bought probably at least two of these three games just for the different characters. If, if, if I really know Wes, he might have bought all three because they all had different characters in it. But he definitely bought at least two, which would have been Spawn and would have been Link. And maybe he didn't care about the PlayStation one, but I'm not sure.
1: You know me so well. I bought, the, I bought the two. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the two. I bought I bought the GameCube, and I bought the Xbox for Spawn. Um, Damn.
0: <laughs> I, I eventually,
1: I did wind up breaking down and buying the PlayStation 1, but I really wasn't excited to play Hachi. I play Hachi and Tekken already, so it's like, eh. Ah, you get these cool
0: characters that aren't part of fighting games, and you bring them into a fighting game. It's like, oh, yeah, that's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: man, absolutely. I mean... I really wanted to get the Xbox version because the Xbox, if you guys didn't know, you should know, especially for listening to this episode, it was the most powerful console of the time. The games are going to look better on Xbox. You know, they're going to play about the same across the board, but I couldn't turn down Link, man. Are you kidding me? Get out of here, dude. This was like, you know, (laughs) the equivalent of like him being like Smash Brothers, but like a real fighting game, you know, like not that Smash Brothers isn't a fighting game, but come on, it's completely different. It's not, it's not like a traditional Mm -hmm.
1: fighting game. Not not a one-on-one fighter.
0: Right. Yeah, that's that's a good way of
1: putting it. Not like a brawler. Yeah. Oh, Soul Calibur. So caliber was so so good. And and just playing as Spawn, uh, from what I remember, because I haven't touched it in a while, was was different because people who are familiar with spawn, you know, knows that he can control his chains and his cape. So you had all all of those, and he had a, a an axe. Uh, That he would, that was his main weapon. That's cool. Um, But yeah, it was a Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur is, will always be one of the top fighters for me of all time.
0: You would think that they would want to re-release this. Like, couldn't they go to Xbox, Nintendo, and PlayStation and be like, listen, we're going to give you guys all a piece of the pie. Doesn't matter. However many copies we sell, you're Mm -hmm. all going to get a percentage of it. But we're going to put Link hayachi and spawn doesn't matter what system they buy it for they're gonna get all three characters. I'm sure Nintendo would never be like no, we're not having you know link on playstation <laughs> but that's what should happen like they should re-release that and give everybody all three characters.
1: I agree I agree
0: yeah that's one of the, the things about back in the day that don't exist anymore because those those characters would just be Dlc they wouldn't even be on the disk. it would you know it would be the same disk for all those systems and then oh if you want link it's an extra five bucks. Yeah, that, that's what bucks. they would do
1: today. I'm trying to see another another highlight for me. You know, I'm I'm thinking Chronicles of Riddick. Oh man, Chronicles of Riddick.
0: Another great FPS.
1: Yes, yes. And if I'm if I'm my memory serves me correctly, it was put out by because Vin Diesel is a huge gamer. For anyone who doesn't know, and he he has a production company, and I think he he kind of produced it. Or are they, yeah, they? he he was obviously the main it.
0: character, but I think he right. was like heavily involved with the development of the game on on at least some so, sort of level outside of being yeah. the actor.
1: Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, Chronicles of Riddick was 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 really good. It looked fantastic graphically. It looked phenomenal. The game is excellent, and
0: when I again I I mentioned this earlier that I moved from New Jersey to California. A lot of my stuff still back there. And this is one of the games I bought twice, not knowing that I had already owned it. Cause I didn't remember if I owned it or rented it or what. I didn't remember how I played it before. So I bought it a second time when I came to California, <laughs> I saw it in a retro store. I was like, I'm pretty sure I don't have this. And then I went home and I was like, Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's definitely one of the games I own twice. Like that's how good it is. You guys need to get out there and check Chronicles and Riddick out on your OG Xbox for sure.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Another one that's a, uh, very near and dear to my heart because I, I actually love the TV show. Believe it or not, I watched this throughout, I guess this would have been like, like late middle school, early high school years, I think, but that's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And these games were fantastic. They, they had, um, I don't think Sarah Michelle Geller was the, the, the voice actress in the game, but I think they had like the rest of the voice actors and actresses in the game. So mm. you got good voice acting for one, the, the, the chick who ended up playing Sarah Michelle Gellar's voice was, was very good. But the gameplay of both Buffy games was very, very good for the time.
1: Yeah, I remember the first one. I mean, I have them both. I remember playing the first one. I remember liking it. Graphically, it was very nice. Story-wise, it was like you're playing in an extended episode.
0: Yeah, uh, it was. It was the, like kind of watching the TV show, which you're like playing yeah, through it.
1: Yeah, all the characters were there. And then I remember the second one. From what I remember, the second one was okay, but it wasn't as good as the first one because it was made by a different company.
0: It was, but I think the engine was like either very similar or exactly the same. So I'm not sure how they pulled that off. I don't know if they've replicated that engine, but like the the, the combat system was very similar. And the first one, if I remember correctly, if you know, you can tell me, otherwise the audience can, but I think the first one was an Xbox exclusive title. And the second one, was multi-platform
1: correct yeah the first one was wasn't an exclusive
0: man i mean that alone was worth buying an xbox four for me because I, again i thought the tv show was great and mm-hmm. this is one of those rare instances from that period of time where you could buy a licensed product and get a good game because they were still making you know crappy licensed products at that time <coughs> aquaman <laughs> uh you know <laughs> they were just pumping stuff out you know but buffy was the legit game man
1: Definitely. Definitely. Oh man. What else we got? So many, so many good games, so many good games. Um, I know another series, which wasn't an Xbox exclusive because it came out on GameCube and PlayStation. But for me, I was super, super, super excited to, to, to get my hands on it and spend a lot of time on was Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia Sands of Time. It, this it, is
0: one I, I own, but I have never got around to playing, unfortunately.
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. It was so – it was great. It was so good. The story was, was – out of the first one, Sands of Time was, was phenomenal. The gimmick of that one was the ability to kind of rewind time. If you make a mistake, um, you needed these sands. And as long as you had sands, you can rewind a few seconds back this was re- a do something. This is like
0: a common thing now for if anybody's younger that's listening. This was like groundbreaking at the time. It was like, oh my god, you can rewind the like that's that's insane. Like this, that's why they called it the Santa Time because it was like mm-hmm. such an important feature to the game. Now, I, I do have another question for you because this also came out multi-platform. Did you have the Xbox GameCube or PS2 version of the game?
1: I only bought the Xbox one because as you stated the xbox at the time was the most powerful system on the market and it was the better version out of all three and as much as people love the playstation it was the inferior product
0: that's very true you know i bought a lot of i ended up buying a lot of my third party games on xbox once i had one of course i had the the playstation 2 first Mm -hmm. so i have i have more games for ps2 because i had that for a longer period of time and it was like my dedicated system until i got an Xbox. Then I started buying all my third-party stuff on there, except for when they, you know, put Link in a fighting mm-hmm. game. Then I buy it on Nintendo. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the Xbox was way more powerful. And another important thing that 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 involves Xbox today, I I don't know how you feel about this. I still buy my third-party games on Xbox, and there's one very specific reason, even though. The Xbox wasn't the most powerful during the Xbox One generation. The PS4 was actually more powerful than the Xbox One, at least until they made, I think, when Xbox One came out with the uh, the the X the X that was ended up being more powerful than the PS4 mm-hmm. Pro. But for a while, there, PlayStation had a beat. Mm-hmm. And even in this generation, from what I can tell, the PS5 is more powerful than the Xbox. But I'm still buying my third-party games on Xbox. Do you know why that is? Ah.
1: Yeah. Question. You know what? Is it because of the achievement points?
0: No, I I used to care a lot. You used to
1: care a lot about achievement points.
0: I was hooked, man, but not anymore. (laughs) Not anymore. Why,
1: why, Why do you do that?
0: Because they respect my investment more than PlayStation does. Okay. I can buy a game on Xbox and I can have very good confidence that in 10 years from now, I'll be able to put that game into whatever Xbox I have and it will play yes it would playstation i have no faith whatsoever you know when ps6 comes out i don't I don't know that my ps4 games are going to work in the ps6 sure maybe my ps5 games will but sony has a history of not giving a shit about you know granted they, they did try that with ps3 and then what did they do like two years into they, ps3 they were like change ah, the system forget it we're, we're not going to do it
1: anymore we're going to take it out <laughs> we're going to take it out
0: but Xbox is, you know, even the 360 played some original Xbox games. And then when mm-hmm. Xbox Ones came out, they made backwards compatibility a big thing. So when I buy games now, it's like, sure, they might they might be a little bit more powerful on PS5. But at least I can bring my games with me on whatever the next Xbox is.
1: Agreed. Oh, definitely. That is such a good point. Such a good point.
0: That changed everything, man. Otherwise, I have no, I have zero reasons to buy a game on an inferior console. If PS5 is more powerful, I would, I would be buying all my games on there. But I have no faith that they're going to continue to work on my PS5, especially yeah. digital stuff. Man, come on, <laughs> dude! I can't even put a game inside the system, and you, you expect me to? At least the digital Xbox games I have, dude. I'm playing mm-hmm. like 360 games on my Xbox that I paid for 15 years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I can't say the same for PlayStation.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: And this is somebody who loves all systems. I don't give a crap. Like, I love PlayStation, but I do love Xbox, too. Clearly. Mm-hmm. I do. Like, it doesn't matter. Just play them wherever you want to play them, but, like, have a reason to, you know, play them where you should.
1: I agree. I agree. So, yes, man. Prince of Persia, I think, was a, a, so good. So, so good. You know, and there was another game that used the whole rewind feature it was blinks blinks the time sweeper
0: blinks the time sweeper
1: yeah the unforgettable
0: character that's still (laughs) all over microsoft consoles to this day
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was you know the xbox was unique because it came with a built-in hard drive and and microsoft used that hard drive for things like the whole rewind feature especially with blinks
0: Yep, they did. Um,
1: it did, and that was the whole thing. It was, you know, similar to the Sands of Time, where you can rewind time. It, it gave you the ability to rewind longer. Uh, you know, it was still a platformer. It had its flaws, but again, the the gimmick of rewinding was unheard of until until then. West,
0: I'm going to throw a trivia question at you, Ray. I had to look this up because I had no idea what the hell it was called. The first game was clearly Blinks the Time Sweeper. Everybody knows that. Right. What is the title of the sequel? Blinks 2. <laughs> That's no. part of it. But what, what is it? It's colon what?
1: Oh, man, I can't remember. I can't remember, to be honest with you.
0: Masters of Time and Space. Was it? Yes, it was. Okay. Looking at the cover art right here. (laughs) I had to Google it while you were doing that. I was like, oh, man, what the hell was that game? I "I bet nobody knows what the hell this game is called.
1: It had had two cats on. It had blinks and someone else standing back-to-back, if I'm not mistaken. You are 100% right about that. Okay. I just couldn't remember the title. (laughs) I could see the picture in my head, but I couldn't remember the title.
0: I thought maybe you could pull it out. If anybody could pull it out, it would have been you. (laughs) Nobody else is going to – I bet you most of the people listening to this right now had no idea what Blinks was, especially a a sequel to that game. Like,
1: Jesus. (laughs) What else you got, man?
0: All right, so I got to mention this because everybody's going to come at us with pitchforks, knives, all sorts of things if we don't. Uh, Role-playing game Mm -hmm. that I actually could play because it wasn't turn-based, and that's Fable.
1: Yeah, Fable, Okay.
0: Fable was great, man. You know, the, the choices you made matter. Your your mm-hmm. your personal like grow like horns if you're evil and stuff like that. Like Fable was really, really good.
1: It was good. And 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 the whole, I guess, tagline with with Fable is that you aged as yeah. you played it. You started off as a kid, and by the time you finish the game, you're you're an old man. That was that was really kind of like unheard of at the time.
0: Yeah, there was very few things like it. It was it was like truly a groundbreaking game. This was another reason why Xbox was really important at the time. Like you had Sony having all like if it's, if it's heavily like RPGs, right? You got all these RPGs from Sony, but then you have ones from Xbox that you can't get anywhere else. Also, like this was this was why the Xbox was really good. They had you know Knights of the Old Republic one and two. They had Fable. They had Jade Empire, which is a, another game people will forget about. But that was, you know, a uh, Bioware game from back in mm-hmm. the day that, that a lot of people really like. That was only on Xbox. So Xbox had their own RPGs. I, they clearly didn't have as many as PlayStation. But there was a lot of beloved ones that people will forget were Xbox or Xbox ex- exclusive at that time.
1: So true. So true. You know, you, 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 we talked about How the Xbox was a more powerful system, you know, compared to the PlayStation 2. And Sony was known for Crash Bandicoot. You know, Crash Crash was a Sony mascot. You know, the games were at Nintendo
0: with his bullhorn.
1: With his bullhorn, yeah. All the games were 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 fun to play. They were great platformers. And then they came to Xbox. And Crash for the first time had fur. <laughs> yeah. He had fur. And and it it looked and it it the fur moved. You know, it wasn't still, it wasn't flat. It was, you could look at it and tell it was fluffy. Yeah, those
0: screenshots were posted all over magazines, like trying to like show you the detail, and like everybody was drooling it over at the time. But granted, like if you look at if you look back at things like this now, you're like, what the hell does everybody talk about? Like you had
1: to be there, you had you to had, be there to understand. You had to be there because Crash was just flat orange, and then that was it. And then he goes to Xbox, and he has fur. I was like, the fur mm-hmm. physics, the fur physics, and then. We, we also got a remake of Conker because Microsoft bought Rare and they yes, re-released they Conker and Conker had fur. Conker live and reloaded. Live and reloaded. It was,
0: a, it was basically a remake of Conker for the Xbox, which had the fur physics, but the, the live and reloaded part was this was like, Xbox Live was like a big reason people wanted mm-hmm. an Xbox. And this had those features in it. It was like, you know, they had live Um, Compatible stuff with inside the game I think they have like added like a multiplayer mode Or something like that and that's Mm -hmm. a part Of the game that was like live enabled What else made Xbox stand Above above the competition so we're just talking About like some fur physics and these other Games and Xbox live is clearly Clearly a huge Factor right like Yes Dreamcast was the first in the Door but Xbox was the one Who like said no this is how You play games online
1: Yes the, the, the creation of Xbox Live and achievement points. You know, my, Microsoft, and, and it was interesting because Sony was trying to do their online, you know, a little after the fact, you know, and, and, and the diehard Sony fans, you know, swore by Sony online, but my, this is what Microsoft does. Yeah, Microsoft was not going to lose on the online front. They just were not, and Xbox Live was so well thought out. It was so good. It was it was hands down a better online platform than than what Sony had to offer.
0: Yeah, I remember during. I'm this isn't the same era, obviously, but I didn't have Xbox until the Xbox 360 and PS3 era. And I had I had both an Xbox 360 and a PS3, and I just I couldn't like understand why people were like, oh, ps 3 is online is great. I'm like, you don't even know. Like this is like, this is not even on the same level as what Xbox offers. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even close. I, I think that now they're they're a lot like more aligned. But Xbox Live, like, why did you pay for Xbox Live? Because it works and it works really well. And the community is, like, really easy to engage with everyone. You have, like, your friends list. Everything just works the way it should naturally work. And PlayStation was like, oh, well, you know, it'll kind of work if you if you do this. Yeah, it's free. And then they got hacked. Well, that's why you're paying for, for Xbox service. And you got, you know, PlayStation for free.
1: It was the first system to really push high-definition.
0: High definition,
1: <laughs> high definition. Right when we say high definition, we're talking 480. <laughs> that was that was high definition in its infantile stages.
0: I mean, it, it certainly made a difference when you if you plugged into a a, uh, a CRT if you hooked up some component cables. It certainly oh, made a difference for sure. It did. It did. It jumped it did, you up from 480i to 480p,
1: basically. Mm-hmm. But still, it was. Who, up to that point, who really knew what, you know, HD was until Microsoft made it a household word?
0: Right. That was that was the beginning of it, man.
1: And that was it. That was it.
0: Yeah, if I remember correctly, did, did the console come with, uh, it came with AV cables that also had component cables in there, right? So like you can choose how you wanted to set it up, or did you have to buy those separately?
1: I think we had to buy them separately. I think it came with AV cables.
0: Mm, okay. I think,
1: yeah, I think it came with AV cables.
0: Because the ones I have now are certainly component cables. Like, I, but they're like the official Microsoft mm-hmm. ones, so I must, I must have purchased those separately for the better graphics at some point.
1: Yeah, I have to check, but I, I, I want to say it didn't. It come with it had AV and an S video on it, or no? Was it just AV? You might be
0: right about that. I feel like that's correct. But I don't know for sure
1: I don't I can't remember it's been 20 years I'm, it has I, been 20 years 20 years but I want to say it was it was AV the red yellow and white and then it also had a fourth one which was the S-video.
0: I think you're right because those component cables would have been more expensive at the time and like so few people would have even bothered using them you know this was like the precipice of of hot of, of quote-unquote high definition
1: high definition yeah I mean, if anybody else remembers, please let us know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, drop a comment for sure. (laughs) Please. Now, another feature we touched on earlier was the hard drive, so I'm just going to mention it briefly. That Mm -hmm. hard drive was super important because this was, you know, everybody got used to using memory cards in the N64 and the PS1, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, I guess you can use a memory card, but we have a hard drive, so you should probably just use that because it's easier and better than a memory card.
1: Oh, it made savings so much easier you know yeah we talked about the duke controller we you know which people love it or hate it you know and then we have the s controller again love it or hate it i pre- still prefer the duke um i like the yeah. s
0: but the duke is you know I, I just feel comfortable with the duke now i I mean i think xbox's best controller now was i mean their current controller is great right? oh yeah
1: it's fantastic
0: oh I mean, I did like I felt 360s was really good, but a lot of people didn't mm-hmm. like Xbox ones. I did like Xbox ones. I like the new ones for the Series X that have like a they have like a grip to them. Mm-hmm. That's really the only thing that's changed. Is like they have some grip there and some grip on the trigger triggers. But I'm good with that, man. That's all
1: I need. Yeah, yeah. And then, then I'm trying to think. Was there a light gun for the Xbox?
0: Yes there was. I I think it was an official like gun but I might be wrong. It could have been developed by like Mad Cats or someone because there was only a couple okay. of games that used this gun. The gun was ugly as hell but it worked with House of the Dead 2, I want to say, was for the original Xbox or maybe it was 3. It was, was, it was it? one of the I other. I think
1: it was I want to say it was 3. Maybe. It I want to say cuz cuz 2 came out for Dreamcast, right? I really want to say right,
0: because one came out on Saturn, two would have probably been around Dreamcast. This would have been right. House of the Dead. Three. It, it was
1: three. It was it three. Sounds right.
0: And then and then there was like you know one or two other games that used the light gun, as far as I remember. There weren't there was like there was almost no reason to own the light gun, but it did exist.
1: I don't I don't really remember the light
0: gun. Well, I mean, I light guns were like Sega's thing, man. You know, light guns were like huge for them. They they had like all those arcade games and stuff that used light guns. I think that's where it came from, but I don't I don't know that Microsoft made it. It might have been a third party.
1: All right, a third party, Cat or something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but you talk you talked about, about Sega, and that was another thing that I being a Sega fan gravitated me towards the Xbox because it seemed like Sega and and, and Microsoft kind of partnered because they got a lot of exclusives. This was the second
0: coming of Sega. This is this was Sega's console when they didn't have a console, at least in that initial like leadoff. And in my opinion, sure, you had you had your GameCube Sega games. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You had your Billy Hatcher, whatever the hell else they had on GameCube that I don't remember. But Xbox had Jet Set Radio.
1: Oh, Jet Set Radio. That game is just gonna that, that's that's one of my all-time favorites. I, I wish that series comes back.
0: I think it can live again. I know there, there's some there's some developers out there that are making like spiritual successors, I guess, to mm-hmm. Jet Set Radio. I think there's one that's coming out within the next year or so. So hopefully that'll be pretty cool because okay. I don't know why Sega's sleeping on this so much, but maybe they think it's not going to sell well or something.
1: Yeah, because you figure Sega put out Jet Set Radio. We had Crazy Taxi 3. Oh, I mean, Crazy Taxi was great. Great
0: three. I don't remember playing that much, but I mean, one and two were fantastic. Mm -hmm. But
1: yeah, that that three was an
0: exclusive to Xbox at the time. That was
1: exclusive. We Mm -hmm. had Panzer Dragoon Orta. Yep, which which was was, highly
0: praised at that time as well. mm -hmm.
1: That was the fourth game in the series that went back to the rail shooter. Gun Valkyrie, which is a you know little known action shooter platformer type of game, Sega GT because Sega was known for racing games. We that was that was really good.
0: Yeah, Sega GT. If you guys bought an Xbox during a, like probably about a one year period, I think, or maybe it was just the holidays when Xbox was selling really mm-hmm. well, there was a, a, a free game that was in every Xbox. It was a two pack. It was Jet Set Radio, and then the mm-hmm. other disc was um, Sega GT. So, like, that's, like, a very common thing to see is that that combo pack of the two games together.
1: Yep, yep. And then we had, and Sega also put out Shenmue. Shenmue 2. And that was an Xbox. Yes, it
0: was, a, it was a re-release, because Shenmue 2 was already out at this point, but it was never released in America. It came out in Japan and in on Europe. On Dreamcast.
1: Yep, on Dreamcast. And then we got, yeah, Shenmue 2, which came with Shenmue the movie, which was... A playthrough of the first one in movie form, and and it led you right into the second one.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. So basically, you were just like sitting there watching it, and the you know watching someone play Shenmue without all the options and and everything else. It just it played like a movie, but it was all in-game graphics.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of Sega since we're on the subject next month, the next time you see another podcast from us outside of the segments that we do for Xbox, we're going to be discussing Sega Genesis, the 32 X and Sega CD, which you can consider different consoles, but we're going to kind of put them together as one. We could easily do a whole, we could do a whole like six months, probably worth of podcasts on just the Genesis alone. So this is going to be a very much, you know, overhead view of those three systems or parts of systems, depending on how you want to look at it.
1: Yeah, they were all, to me, they were all an extension of the Dreamcast. Yeah, I mean, they were all add-ons, man. They were all add-ons. But yeah, so we look
0: forward to that, guys. For now, we're going to sign off, but we just want to remind you to please follow us over on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Twitter, all those things. You can follow us at Nerd Remember to please uh, provide some support over on Patreon if you can. It's Patreon.com/Nerthusiast. You guys will get access access to exclusive videos each month, so please check those out over there.
1: Wes, where can people find you? You can follow me on Instagram at at Grendel5 at XBX, and you can also uh, come check me out at Level Up Entertainment. We have two locations. We have one uh, in Summers Point, New Jersey, and the second one in Mays Landing, New Jersey, in the Hamilton Mall. We sell comic books, retro video games, Gundam models, and we have some pinball machines you can play. So come check us out.
0: There you go, man. Make sure you guys check out Wes. If you guys want to follow me, it's at FromNJ2CA. The two is the number two uh, over on Twitter. And until next time. You guys take care.
1: Have a good one, guys. Happy birthday, Xbox. Yay, Xbox.